When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the NFL. What up, Dynasty players in the house? It's Dynasty War Games, and I am your host, Jesse Schneeman. And guess what? I'm not here solo today. So, a little bit of business real quick. Um, well, not real quick, but we do want to say goodbye to our longtime co-host and friend, uh, Major Mike Casper, is going to move on. Um, he'll be a frequent guest, but not going to be able to do a podcast every week with 150 kids. You know, he is a <laughs> Latter-day Saint. Um, so, you know, commitment to the U.S. Army. And uh, I, I think he's going for his master's degree. So he's got a million things going on. So Mike's not going to be able to commit full-time anymore. So it's going to be sad farewell to Mike. Hmm. Um, we're going to try to have an actual goodbye show where we have Mike on coming up pretty soon. But, you know, with every sad day we get a we get a bright new day with a beautiful sun sunrise and a new co-host welcome austin bell how you doing today austin what's going on jesse how are you man this is awesome yeah well we're really excited to have you chad can't be with us today because he had a nasty stomach infection that he's still kind of recovering from but he will be here next week and he's very excited as well uh you know, I've talked to him a couple times about it, so he's definitely on board. Um, but yeah, so excited to have you. Really excited to have somebody that's like hungry and um, you know revved up to do this. It's kind of funny because um, when I when I was when I was starting this whole idea, I recruited um, Chad and Mike. I had seen the podcast that y'all did on whatever league you're, you're in. And I was like, all right, well, Mike can actually podcast, so let me ask him. Um, and now you're taking his place, who was the other host on that podcast, so welcome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's crazy how it works. Uh, Mike uh, asked me to do that. Hey, it's probably been four or five years ago now. Um, we've been playing Dynasty together for six or seven years. Uh, we were actually in the first Dynasty League together. We had never met, just randomly joined through uh, the Fantasy Footballers set up. And oh really? Just randomly happened to meet up. We realized we kind of sync on the way we play, and we enjoyed each other. And uh, he invited me to a couple leagues. And heck, at one point we were playing like fifteen leagues together. Uh, we've done a lot together. It's been a lot of fun, and we've progressed a lot. He's a heck of a dynasty player and a heck of a person. So I'm gonna try to step in and fill his shoes, but I'm definitely not gonna be able to. But I'll do my best and hopefully bring something unique to the show. Well, I don't know about that. I think I think you'll do a pretty good job. You guys are pretty similar, actually. It's a really good dynasty players, tough as hell. Dynasty well, I appreciate players. it. I hope it's a compliment. It is a compliment, <laughs> man. You're a really good dynasty. Just really tough to Thank trade you. with. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Huh? You and I, I have go, my you, guys. Yeah, you and I look at players a lot differently. So um, should make I feel this like fun. that's going to lead to some really good discussions. Yeah, there won't be a lot of agreements, but that'll be fun. I enjoyed having the conversations. 
Yeah, right on, right on. This is awesome. So we're pr- actually going to have probably two more in- introductory introductory shows with you. So okay. next week it'll be all three of us, Chad. So we'll we'll get into some more of your background then, um, okay. as far as you know, fancy football, how you how how you found Dynasty Warzone, um, what you like about it, what we can improve. Maybe we'll talk about that <laughs> offline. <laughs> um, and then we're going to have Uncle Papa Memphis, the leader of the whole thing, in uh, either two or four weeks. Um, his, yeah, his, excited his, for that. Yeah, his kid's finishing up baseball, so he'll have less commitments. And uh, in, a, in two weeks, um, I'll be off the show. It should just be you and Chad, but I'll be down in, in Knoxville um, taking my wife's kid back to college. And like I said, we were talking offline. I'm going to Dollywood for the first time. That's that is awesome. It's an awesome place. It's You've been there? Fun. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It's super but, fun. Are there fun rides or is it oh, just yeah. roller coasters? Oh, oh okay. no, no, there's some legit rides to it. Oh, okay. So there's real absolutely. roller coaster there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I don't I don't Tennessee know. Tennessee Tornado is a blast. Is it? Yes. I'm a little freaked out though because uh you probably know this very well i've been to carowinds a couple times mm-hmm. i've ridden that ride i wrote it yeah me too <laughs> years ago a year and a half ago yeah yeah it's so, I funny mean, what did you think about that are you going as, back as to i've gotten older i've become less and less of the adventurous risk taker kind of person and i was telling myself not that long ago i was like i don't really feel roller coasters anymore like i, I think that's kind of out of my realm <sighs> and i saw that video and was like oh Yep, that's out of my realm. How did I know? See, I kind of felt the same way, but now I'm going to Dollywood, and I'm like, well, I kind of have to. Yeah, I don't know if that's the way I'm meant to die. Then, yeah, so it'd be a cool it. story for your friends. <laughs> you leave wife. one more good one, so yeah, right. On. Uh, all right, cool. So, um, yeah, so we'll have a couple more intro shows. We'll intro you to both of those guys, and um. You know, Memphis will grill you about whatever, whatever's on his mind that day. I'm with it. Let's do it. All right. All right. So one thing we already know, actually, before we get into the meat of the episode, just do you have a message to Mike, you know, now that you're taking his place on the podcast? Um, I mean, thank you, first off, uh, not just for taking your spot, but, uh, you know, you've we've done a lot together. It's been a lot of fun. Um, now I got to take you the championship spots. I think you beat me in three or four championships this year, and I'm about sick of that. So now that I get to talk about football more, hopefully I can beat you and uh, get that advantage because I'm about sick of finishing second to you. Yeah. Thanks, Mike, but I've had enough. Right on. Are you still in Einstein's? Yep, absolutely. I won't leave that until I at least win one championship. Right I'm on. sick of him winning that. Yeah, we're we're all coming for him. I got yeah. I got quite the rebuild team coming up in that league too. Yeah, you do absolutely. And uh, Chad's in that league as well. I think mm-hmm. he's. Well, I'm not going to give away his strategy. <laughs> well, he went uh, basically balls deep last year. He yeah, win it all. Yeah, the last two years in a row, he went all in trying to win it all. So looks like he might kind of start to break that down in season. So there'll be players, veteran players, available. Yeah, I'm, I can always use something. I, I need a running back in that league. I keep wow. having these, like, mid-RB2s, and I just can't get a stud. I need one stud. But it's an odd-structured league with the one running back, one receiver start, and then a bunch of flex. It puts a different kind of thought process in your roster 
construction. Yeah, I hear you. You know, I've got if you really want to like a legit stud running back, if you really want, you know, you got to come correct. But uh -huh. yeah, see that that one's going to cost a little bit more than I mean, I have the assets to do it, but uh, that one's probably going to cost a little bit more than it should. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Five firsts. Oh, okay. Minimum. Yeah. Well, I had and, three. And, a, and, a, and two RB2s. Oh, and? Okay. <laughs> and what else? Um, you, you, you got a dog? <laughs> yeah, I got two. Okay, you can throw one of your dogs in. Mm. Got to knock, <laughs> knock at least one first down then. Right. <laughs> so one thing. All right. So, yeah, that, that was sweet. That was very nice. That very nice message to Mike. I'll have to text him and make sure he listens to the episode at least. He better at yeah, least at least it. one of them. <laughs> Dang, I'm not, I'll never say anything that nice again about him. I'm yeah, right on. The love message over. So one thing we already know about you is that you're a Panthers fan. Absolutely. So from from your previous, um, I guess twice you've been on the show in the past, right? Yeah, at least two or three, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So you're a diehard Panthers fan, right? Yes. Yeah. More honestly, more than I am Dynasty, which is pretty crazy because I do a lot of that. Oh, so yeah. yeah, I'm big time. Similar yeah, really with the Eagles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So do you do you actually know the um, Panthers rapper guy on YouTube that does the? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Of course I do. You think I don't get that sent to me at least once a year? <laughs> There's a couple uh, of them, man. That guy's he's he's like, you know, pretty redneck, but yes. you know. well, he fits. I mean, he fits the Panthers, so I hate it. But he's a he's a South Carolina guy, not North Carolina, though. We we don't claim him in North Carolina. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if he is or not, but I'm claiming it on this show. Oh, okay. He's a South <laughs> Carolina <enough>. guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's like well, I've been to a bunch, like maybe three Eagles games in Carolina, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it's about every every fan I ran into. Yeah, it's uh, like <laughs> I said, and it's unfortunately pretty accurate, um, but uh, it is what it is. We'll have to put up a clip of that in one of our future shows. Yeah, once I figure out. How <laughs> <it is. laughs> All right, I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, cool. So. Uh, what's going on in, in Panthers camp? How's Bryce Young looking? Um, like the QB one, uh, obviously has his errors. Actually, went the first day of training camp without an incompletion on his fault. Okay, the whole Just first day, drops. which was crazy. I mean, uh, people were freaking out. He didn't throw an interceptable ball. Like I said, just a couple drops, no incomplete. It was a wild day. Second day came out. Um, a little bit more looking like a rookie. He hasn't had a bad day yet, which is great to see coming from somebody that's making that kind of jump. Um, but he has his growing pains. I mean, he overthrew a couple of the guys deep. You can see the chemistry's not there yet, but it's getting better and better. I mean, the kid's got game. It's the touch on touch and placements, top tier. I mean, that's, that's what you want to see this time of year, and it's there. If you can get the chemistry and the coordination with the receivers, then it should work together. So was he working with those guys in the offseason, do you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Plenty of, plenty of videos. Um, the only one you didn't see a ton of, which was kind of surprising, was uh, Mingo. But found out that Mingo is actually working with a bunch of NFL wide receivers. Oh, okay. So I couldn't really complain. Um, he was working with A.J. Brown, Debo, um, a bunch of the old Miss guys. Oh, really? Um, 
so I couldn't complain, but it was kind of odd when you saw Chark, Thielen, uh, Terrace Marshall, Hurst, all those together. And then, like, where's Mingo? And then the next day you saw the video with A.J. Brown, Elijah, Debo, all them working together gotcha. this offseason. So I, it's been uh, it's been promising. Um, Hurst looks really consistent. Uh, he seems to be a focal point of the offense. Um, and the O-line, if they can stay healthy, that should be a very productive O-line for pass game and run game. So what's the what, – what do you think the hierarchy is at, at wide receiver right now? Um, Chark seems like the main guy when they need a play, mm. uh, whether that's like a, you know, 15, he's a, I think he's the one currently. Um, okay. What that shows in a month is a great question. Um, but as of now, he seems like the guy that when a play needs to be made, it's him. When Bryce needs to drop the ball off, it's definitely Thielen or Hurst. That's you see that almost every time when watching the live videos. Almost every third down went to one of those two. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So Mingo's probably behind these guys a little bit right now. Yeah, I would assume so. I haven't seen a lot of him being productive uh, when it mattered. I mean, a lot of the one-on-one drills with the quarterbacks throwing Mingo looks good, but he's also, I mean, he's not a big separation guy. Mm-hmm. on the routes he's a guy get the ball in his hands and create separation after that yeah good high point guy as well correct yeah he's more of a traits guy that's pretty raw anyway so yep. definitely might take a little while yeah um probably going to be a lot like terrace marshall year one where you're i mean mine hopefully minus the injury but where well, you do were, a little better than terrace marshall well my, my point is that you everybody hyped him up to be that mid to early second round guy mm-hmm. he doesn't live up early but now you see some actual sustainability coming in. Now, Marshall got held back because of Matt Rule, which I don't want to discuss. And, uh, <laughs> and Right on. No injuries. Matt Rule, no Chip Kelly. Okay, deal. Deal. So with injuries is, you know, killer for any skill position guy especially. So if Mingo can stay healthy, you'll definitely see him explode because he does have some of those traits like you just said. Right on. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. That tracks. So how's it looking at running back? Is it, I mean, is it what we expect? Uh, Miles Sanders, then Chuba? Yeah. And it's Miles Sanders and then Miles Sanders and then yeah. Chuba and then Miles Sanders some more. Right on. Again, if he can stay healthy, he should be in him for a huge year. Yeah, I agree with that. They're going to ride the hell out of him. Yep. And it's, um, it looks like at least a two-year structure on the contract. He could yep. be there for three. Yeah. I mean, he's locked for two. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and like you just said, the the third after the first two, it does become really team friendly. But if he's productive, then they'll obviously keep him because he'll be cheap. Yeah, that's good. And and he still ha- he has the ability to make the money, so he shouldn't be upset if they decide to keep him. But well, yeah, yeah wise is low. Yeah, especially late in his career, he'll just yeah. I mean, if he's smart, he'll just be happy to have a job. I mean, he went to Penn yeah. State; he should be smart, right? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Cool. So, all right, off the wall question. How's Matt Corral looking? Um, he has his days. Mm-hmm. Uh, day three, he was terrible. Day two, he was almost perfect. Okay. Um, I'm excited to see him in preseason. Uh, he has that delivery that just zips out of his hand, and that's fun to watch. But he's every time I've ever watched him, he looks timid in the pocket. 
and I want to see if that changes after a little bit of actual NFL coaching. It'll be interesting to me because, I mean, at one point he was looked at as, as having first-round talent. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting now that he'll have the time to sit back and develop behind, you know, a, a guy that he'll obviously never start over unless yeah. it's injured. Yep. But it, it'll be and interesting. I, he, he may develop into, you know, a, somebody that can start somewhere else at some point in yeah. his life. Maybe, maybe like Frank Reich. Yeah, I mean, he has an excellent coaching staff for yeah. him to develop. It's just I don't know if you've – I don't know how national media it got, but um, the actually Carolina media brought up if he was going to ask for a trade because um, he was posting, like, cryptic messages on his Instagram and yada, yada. And uh, he came out and said, no, I don't want to be traded. He said, this coaching staff is as good as any in the league. This is what I want to learn from. Nice. And it is. For a quarterback, I mean, it's a dream. It's loaded. Yeah, I mean, Frank and Frank Reich himself did wonders for Wentz. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can talk about Wentz all day long and what happened, what went wrong with him. But at least in the beginning of his career, a lot of people credited Reich with being the one that, you know, got him. I mean, he was MVP caliber. He was playing. He was having an MVP season before he tore his ACL. And and, and he was playing a ligament in his brain as well. I think that was the confidence ligament. I think that's the one yeah, that, that's that never the, recovered. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I love the coaching staff there. And that's why I'm – even though it's like you look at the Panthers and it's you don't have a lot of offensive talent and it hasn't been good in the last few years on offense. So you look at the Panthers, you're like, oh, man. But the coaching staff, I just have so much faith in the coaching yes. staff. And, yeah, Matt Rule was such a, a – like it, he he was in over his head, and it's just oh, absolutely trying to convert a, a college system to the NFL just doesn't work. Yeah, so, the, <laughs> yeah. I could go, I could make a whole podcast about Matt Rules. So let's, I'm not going to get right, into right, that. Right. I don't, yeah, I don't I mean, need to do that again. Chip Kelly, yeah. So yeah, we're not going to talk about those guys. They both did the same thing. Yes, at um, least Chip had some success though. Yeah, because it, it was so gimmicky in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he well, ruled shady, Vic. but. Vic True. to Deshaun was kind of unstoppable in those yeah. It's crazy he ran Shady out. <sighs> All right, moving on. Sorry. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dagger. So, yeah, I mean, I saw that Matt Corral was actually the starter coming into camp, and what a, it, it only took a week, I guess, for Bryce to take that over. Yeah, well, so they had been talking since basically the draft that it's Bryce's team – but he's, he's not going to be named the starter until they feel comfortable. And then he came into rookie minicamp, and they basically said he knew the whole playbook. Nice. And at that point, all it is is executing the playbook, and you have faith in him. So it's it, the kid's a study genius. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's all he ever talks about. And so that I think that's a big thing for the coaching staff is they feel comfortable okay, he's going to be able to run the plays that I call when I need him to, which is, you know, the most important thing for NFL coaching, believing in your quarterback. Yeah. Right on. So you're you're also like a huge Lovey Smith fan, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, of course. If I he think doesn't I'm win that game, monument. yeah, if he doesn't win that game, you're – I mean, I think Stroud's a good quarterback too. He'll probably be successful in the NFL, but – Yeah. Bryce Young's got some, like – 
elite intangible traits and just the exact the, the accuracy and just yeah. If if, if he was six inches tall, yeah, more. you would be talking about him in the same T law, yeah. uh, Andrew Luck kind of sentiment. Right. Yeah. This could very, um, very easily turn into Drew Brees. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he plays a lot like Russ, which is a compliment, and I don't mean twenty twenty two Russ. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Russ has got this weird thing where he's trying to eliminate poop from his. <laughs> So he's down to one poop a day. He's been doing this. I hope he's not still doing it, but he's trying to get to zero. I don't know how you do, like just controlling what you eat and working it off. I get that it's a healthy way to live, but that can't be healthy. Yeah, I feel like if he had just no. drop a deuce once in a while, yeah. but, you know, once a day. He just would be more relaxed out there. Yeah, I mean, that's some of my favorite time of the day. Best thinking time <laughs> of the day. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's when I get my my best thinking done. Absolutely, at least two or three trades a day done like that too. At least, yeah. <laughs> nice. If you're getting two to three trades done a day this oh, time no. of year, man, <laughs> hey, I can hardly get two to three responses a week, much less trades done. Right. I mean, I'll, you can send me as much as you want. I'll respond right away with a rejection. Not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I've been good at that too recently. I just keep getting offers. I'm like, oh, I don't even want to counter that. Just kidding. I'm not even sending them. Yeah. I haven't sent many. Um, it's a hard time of the year, which we'll get into this shortly with our uh, rankings discussions, as we said. But uh, it's a hard time of the year to pin down what to believe in and what not yeah. to believe in. Yeah. And, and one thing you don't want to do this time of year is trade somebody away and then he just blows up or like trade a rookie away before you even see him. Yeah. You know, I made that mistake years ago with, with Jonathan Taylor. I traded him like week two or three and then he broke out like week five and I, it wasn't a terrible deal, but it, I, I certainly didn't get the value I could have when he turned into, you know, dynasty RB one. Yeah. It's a, uh, I mean, it's a scary game, but you can also have him go the other way. So it's the uh, risk and reward kind of game you play. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about my favorite subject yeah. in the entire world. The Eagles. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Defending um, national football conference champions. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to have to say NFL, but okay. No. Okay. I just got my T-shirt. Oh, nice. <laughs> Did you get it at Walmart? No, I don't know where. I don't know where my dad. My dad gets everything. Every. Every accomplishment that any Philly team makes, like, you know, if we win our division or if we, my dad gets me a t-shirt. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I just saw him last week. Anyway. Um, just, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to open up and let you ask me what you're curious about the Eagles. Absolutely. But before that, I will say just a little nugget that has nothing to do with dynasty football, unless you play IDP, the Eagles first or the Eagles top 10 pick Jalen Carter is just looking special out there already. So, I mean, Good. it's time for it's... defensive tackles sometimes, but he's looking special. And, um, you know, last year's defensive, first-round defensive tackle, Jordan Davis, um, is is looking like – last year it was um, conditioning. You know, he wasn't used to playing four downs, and now it looks like he's just ready. He's focused, in shape. And ready for a four-down roll. Um, that is just going to be a nasty middle of the line. It's going to be a nasty line in general. Oh, yeah. It's just waves of guys coming yeah, out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, I, our our second team defensive line could start for a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So what are you curious about on the offensive side of the ball? Well, we have to start with the running back room. Okay. Um, that's the obvious one, so I'll let you get that out the way. And then sure. uh, I got a couple more after that. Okay. So it's no pads yet. Correct. Right? So obviously the Swift and Gainwell are looking better than Penny. Right? Penny's a you got to have the pads on kind of guy. So he's not really flashed yet. Um, Just kind of looked like who you would expect. Um, DeAndre Swift, though, they are absolutely raving about um, taking the first team reps. Take that with a grain of salt. It's early in camp. Um, But is, has made plays that um, according to beat writers, Dave Zangaro, Ruben Frank, um, that, no offense, Miles Sanders wouldn't have a chance in the world to make. Oh, you're not going to insult me with Swift. I'm a, a Swift truther as it gets. He is making plays in the past game that, yeah, that just we basically we've never seen before in Philadelphia. Well, so, that's a big statement now. It, well, Careful with that one. I mean. Between Sproles and McCoy, that's a big statement. Westbrook. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse but, me. You know, uh, he is that talented of a pass. He is. He, he's that talented of a player. Yeah. Um, so we need to keep him healthy. Same with yes. Penny. Yeah. If those two stay healthy, that offense is going to be just absurd. Yeah. So, but it looks like they're they're going to use him as a running back as well. So it's not going to just be. He's not going to just be receiving back. That's good news. Good. Absolutely. Um, it, the hierarchy right now looks like Swift as the. Um, Kind of every down back with Penny as like the one B spelling him on rundowns. And is Penny's not a pass catcher, but they have him in um, practicing passing downs. Yeah. Just he's going to have to catch a couple bass passes to keep defensive on defenses honest. Absolutely. And then it looks like Gainwell's the backup to both of those positions. Um, and then I, they will probably work Boston Scott in if he makes the team. I'm not sure if they'll carry four backs. Uh, we haven't lately, so Boston okay. Scott might be a practice squad guy. Gotcha. Um, I think he'll make I've a roster heard, though, somewhere else. What's that? I, I think he'll make a roster somewhere else. I don't think he'll be able he to might, stash him. Yeah. I don't think he'll be able to stash him. Yeah, that would suck. He, he's popped too many times that in a suck, game. Yeah. I mean, he plays special teams, so they'll probably keep him then. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, with Gainwell, though, uh, reports are that he's got extra burst this year, that he looks way faster through the line um, and is looking a lot smoother pass catching. He had kind of an up and down camp last year, kind of an up and down season as well. Yeah. Um, but looks to be focused and had a really good off season. And, uh, you know, I know this is, you got to take all of this with a grain of salt. Of course. But when I hear those two particular beat writers can be pretty harsh um, definitely don't give they, – they definitely are not going to hype up somebody because the team wants them to. These these are definitely speak-your-own-mind kind of guys. Philly guys. So when I, yeah, when I hear them say that Gainwell's got extra bursts and extra um, fluidity, you know, in his game, it's exciting. Cool. It's a, it's a busy room. It's going to be interesting. Probably be whoever's healthy gets it is. points yeah. that week. Right, right, exactly. Uh, so at tight end, there's really nothing to report. Goddard's healthy. 
Um, Dan Arnold is the clear cut number two. Um, Grant Calcaterra, who we signed, or no, we I think we drafted him to like a seventh round last year. Is yeah, probably not going to make the team. I mean, that's about it. Tight ends. I mean, it's what do you? Well, actually, let me take this chance to ask, ask you: What do you think about Goddard? Do you have him as like right after, like most people do, like after the top five, right after the top five? Um, yes, but I have a little caveat to that. In a startup, I'm taking the upside guy before. And by that, I mean Kincaid. Okay. Um, and I, I easily could regret that by the end of year one if we're doing a startup. Um, mm-hmm. But I just feel like you're not going to get a ceiling with Goddard. The floor is great, and if you just want the production, you're going to get that. But I don't, I don't see you having the chance of having a top three production tight end, barring every, you know, the top five injuries come in, which is always possible. You'd have to get a touchdown spike here, which could happen. Yeah, but it sounds it, what, what is he? Is this year five for him? Year six? Yeah, but he spent three and, and a half, half. Well, three and a half. Three and a half years behind Ertz. Yeah, he just this or this was this was last year was his first full year without Ertz, and I think he was putting up top five numbers before he got hurt. So yeah, on a I mean, basis. I've always liked him. I have a ton of shares. It just I don't see a I don't see a ceiling there because of the weapons, the offense itself um, right. being so run oriented with a running quarterback. When you get down inside that five where a lot of teams focus on a tight end, they don't have to. Yeah. They right. have you know, one of the best weapons behind center. So yeah. they don't need to focus on the tight end there. And you have a huge wide receiver. Oh yeah. Of course. So it's just He's he's really tough for me. He's definitely ahead of the the next tier of guys. Like he's kind of in his own tier. Um, yeah. Where like I said, yeah, if I'm looking, yeah. Where I'm if I'm looking to contend, he's a great one. Like if I can't afford an Andrews, a Hawkinson, a Kelsey, he's the next best option as a contender. But if I'm in a startup, and you know, we'll, I'm sure over the time we'll discuss my strategies. Yeah. I'm looking for the boom. Because otherwise, I'll just draft some more next year and hope one of those boom. I have, I have Kincaid straight up ranked above him. I have Me Kincaid too. five and Goddard six. Yeah, I think the last time I joined, uh, we talked about this, and I had him. I, th- I had him either at four or five, and mm. it was at the time was spicy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I've I've moved into that that realm. Yeah. Like honestly, the only thing you can and I read this on Twitter and I agreed with it, but. The only, only thing you can say negative about Kincaid right now is that he's a rookie. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big negative. Yeah, for tight sure end, there's going to be a lot to learn. But if you can if you can weather the early season storm, the, the learning curve, uh, I think he's going to be putting up huge numbers by the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, he, he just fits the offense so well and the quarterback so well. Yeah. Um, a their need, that, for, a, their yeah. need for a second – target is yeah. you know and a, and a big target right everyone else that they have you know just is kind of just like a downfield threat you know Khalil Shakir Gabe Davis they're not possession receivers they need somebody to move the six with them yep. you know that's not Stefan Dix obviously he can right. do that 
but you just got to take some pressure off that. Yeah, getting bracketed, you know, right. every third down makes it really tough on Diggs and Allen for that matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can't have Josh Allen running be your second option. Oh, time. No, as a Panther fan, I promise you it doesn't last. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, I, I, I will never forget that uh, that Cam Newton commercial. I think it was just for the NFL or whatever, where the kids like yes. <laughs> and become and become your mom's favorite player. <laughs> He's talking to Cam Newton. Like, can I grow up to be like you and become the quarterback? That is, of the an, that is an awesome commercial. Mom's favorite player. <laughs> uh, Cam Newton was fun back yes. in the day. I just will never. I, I I have a hard time believing in in running quarterbacks. Um, it's it's tough for dynasty. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a shorter window than the rest of the quarterbacks, too. Yeah. Luckily, a lot of these guys that have legs now also have arms, where for a while you didn't see the arm talent with the leg talent. Yeah. It, that's coming together now. Um, I mean, Vic That did. helps. Yeah. Um, but Vic was still just run first. Yeah. But he had a cannon out of it all. Oh, absolutely. Um, McNabb did, but. <sighs> yeah, we're talking about exceptions there. I mean, that's. That's oh. not the rule. I think we're getting closer to the rule becoming where when they have the legs, you're seeing the arm with it. Yeah. They should they extend are. some of the careers. Yeah. Otherwise, they get drafted like Malik Willis did. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, so wide receiver room. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith obviously cemented. But both showing out in camp already. A.J. Brown with the late hands. Shh, don't tell anybody. That's one of his big secrets. Late hands, D-back doesn't even know it's coming. Um, But at third wide receiver, um, it does look like Zacchaeus is um, taking over that role. Um, What's his name? Damn it. I'm blanking on our third wide receiver from last year, Um, Watson. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, Zacchaeus has something that, we've been lacking and that's like somebody with some agility that can create some separation on a short route on third down. And uh, it looks like um, he's got that role all day. Dead air is never good. (laughs) I can't think of his name either. And he's made big plays. He's not even on the top. Why would he? Not? Oh, Quez Watkins. Thank That's you. The, thank you. Yep. God. <laughs> Just a brain explosion. So, I mean, I guess that's about it. Um, Mariota's our backup, and he looks like shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was exciting. You know, he, he, he's like, kind of like you said with Corral. He's had a couple good days and a couple bad days, and there's a reason he's a backup in the NFL. Yeah, yeah he killed Kyle Pitts, so. That te- if that can tell you anything, it tells you he doesn't need to be your team's quarterback. It's a nice buy for you right now. Kyle Pitts will never be cheaper than he is right no, now. No, but we need to discuss that as well, whether you want to wait till we get into tight end rankings or not. I have some discussion. Let's do it. Let's just talk about it. Okay. I mean, that's um, really all I have on the Eagles. Well, I have one question for you on the Eagles, then I'll okay. go to tight end. Um, so I think this is probably as big a year for anybody as – Honestly, anybody in the league, how does Hertz look? Perfect. Good. He's, I mean, 
he he looks like Hurts, so the ball will get away from him a little bit. Yeah, but his wide receivers make him look really good sometimes as well. So, I mean, he looks like he did last year. Because we've seen a lot of the – I don't want to say one-year wonders, mm-hmm. but where you see the player excelling, excelling, hitting a, a peak-ish kind of season, and then the next year they come back to earth. So I think this is an important year for really anybody in the league as it is for Jalen Hurts. I I understand where you're coming from. With his work ethic – I agree. And his film study, um, just as, as hard as he hits it, there's no way – I feel like he's going to improve – from last year, good. I hope so. Um, the only thing that can the only thing that could hurt him is injury. Yeah, which no, we can't we can't play dynasty with that thought process, right? Yeah. Except that I, you know, I will always contend that running back quarterbacks have a, a better chance of yeah. getting hurt. Of course, and which it's funny if you watch most running quarterbacks get hurt in the pocket. Most. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, it's it's kind of odd. Uh, Minus Kyler, most, especially recently, have gotten hurt actually in the pocket. Mm. Right on. Vic used um, to get Vic used to get hurt everywhere on the field. Well, that's because Vic was absurd. <laughs> he, was, he was an alien. Yeah. He was. All, right. All right. Pitts. Tight end um, Pitts. All right. Have I you have him, seen? I have him as my tight end one. Me too. Absolutely. Okay. okay cool. Um. Have you seen the camp videos this year? No, I have not. Okay, so he's you know he's recovering from injury. Was it week ten? I think he tore his ACL, something like that. Um, he does not look like Pitts yet. Um, Wait, he tore his ACL? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was ACL. Damn, I didn't realize that. I thought he just like I thought it was a sprain. I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay, go on. Um, he looks about 70% of Pitts, which let's be honest in that offense will be just fine running the seam, running hitches. If the quarterback can get him the ball, he'll be fine. It was an NCL. Okay. Big difference. True. Recovery Um, in recovery time. Watch the video and you'll feel differently. Uh, he looks like he's running straight legged right now. Really? Uh, he, he doesn't have the extension. He doesn't have any fluidity, but that'll that'll come. Um, it's good to see that he's out there and that he's working. Um, but no, he doesn't look anything close. The explosiveness is not not there right now. I'm not worried about that. Um, so you said this is the cheapest time to buy him, and overall, I agree. But I think if he plays preseason, you might be able to go a little cheaper if you if players see that and they gotcha. panic. So yeah, all right, so. Yeah, maybe he is going to get a little cheaper right on. But, yeah, he's definitely tight end one for me. He's a absolute animal. I had him at tight end two, and then and now I'm in the middle of a startup. And when it came to me – actually, you know what? Kelsey went one spot before me, so I didn't actually have to make the decision, but I had Pitts on my on my board above him. So I, I took Sorry. Pitts – being you have him at one, I guess it defeats the discussion, but I would love to discuss with somebody of why in the world in a startup you would take Kelsey at one at that position. I got him with the 27th pick, so 303. Pitts? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. If you could it's get a, Pitts in the third is awesome. It's a .75 premium. Even so better. It's my first position player. Yeah, even better. 
So you went QB, QB, and then him? Yep. I went – and actually, it was a third-round reversal is the reason I had that pick. So um, with the 10th pick, I got Fields, and then – Sounds about right. Yeah, I, I nobody fell. Yeah. So, like, I was it, – it the board – the first nine picks were exactly, you know, who they should be. Um, you know, all the quarterbacks, Herbert <clears> – <throat> Herbert Burrow, Trevor, both the wide receivers, Jefferson and Chase – at that point, I'm looking at Fields, Deshaun Watson, kind of the next two on my board. And yeah. I just took the upside with yeah. Fields. I, I'm not a huge Fields believer, but I'm going with it. Um, and then I took two in the second round because hmm. that's my son. I don't know if you're aware. This is this is a thing on this, po- on this podcast and any other podcast that I'm on, Tua Tagliavoa is my son. Mm. He's a very interesting name for dynasty. Uh, well, very interesting. He, would you agree that he is a top seven quarterback? If there isn't like the concussion worry for dynasty. Yeah. No. Okay. Where would you have him without the concussion stuff? Um, so he's after Allen Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Hertz, Jackson, Lawrence. So there's seven Jackson. right there. Okay. Eight then. Um, I have him I have fields above him. Okay, nine. And I'm gonna make the argument with Murray and Watson. See, I think that and A Rich. See, I, well, A Rich I can't even put in the discussion. But none of those quarterbacks have the weapons that he has. Okay. But like I don't the elite uh, the elite weapons and I also like his system better than the others too. I agree with that. And that would be the only things in my in my argument that would put him above that. Because I don't Plus, think he's as talented fit, as either. The fit in the system is what makes him elite. Right. Well, he has he's hyper accurate with um the best receivers in the league at making plays after the catch. True. But so I mean, if, you could put any QB in there that was accurate and make that work. So that okay. doesn't well, it's the processing that doesn't do it for me. It's the processing and the accuracy, right? And the ability, the size, the ability to stand in the pocket, concussions notwithstanding, took jujitsu, that's all taken care of. Not a problem. I was his coach, actually. I was his jujitsu coach. Okay. Me and Hoist Gracie. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so if you have, if you're that high on him, then I need to be. So yeah, I, all that. I I always have been, but last year when he was healthy, he just showed like he was he was about to have a top five season. Yeah, but it I don't know. It's a it's very interesting. He's one of the most polarizing quarterbacks for for dynasty. I probably wouldn't have taken them there. Who who was there? Not even quarterback wise. Who was there at two three? All right, so next, let's see. Next went Bijan. Okay, I'd have taken Bijan over him in a heartbeat. Oh, I'm sorry. Next went Bijan after Fields. Oh, okay, so okay. Who was gone before was Bijan, A. Rich, McCaffrey, then Watson. And I'd have taken. I probably would have taken Watson over him. Yeah. Um, even though he's my son. <laughs> and then C. D. Lamb, A. J. Brown. 
Dak, Garrett Wilson, Amon Bra, St. Brown. Yeah, see, I I think I would rather take any of those wide receivers over him. Mm, I would and not. And then yeah, come in the third, and I would rather honestly like what you did with Pitts and go for uh, Daniel Jones in the fourth. I, I get you. I get you. I, I like Daniel Jones, too, and obviously Chad's very high on him. He's yeah. <laughs> um. What I what I didn't see happening was in the third round reversal, Kyler was there. Wow. So like I would have liked to have gone Fields, AJ Brown, Kyler. Yeah, but I wouldn't have loved to have Fields and Kyler. Um I hear you. It's that's a dangerous very thing. polarizing guys that are kind of scary yeah. for Dynasty. They are scary. You're but right. The ceiling yeah. is, uh, yeah, absolutely absurd. If you have those two guys, you definitely need a, a good, sturdy yeah. backup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same with the two I took, and I don't have a backup. Hmm. I didn't get there. It didn't happen for me. So yeah. let's go over the trade I made. Okay. Let's see what you got. I traded up for Devontae Adams because he was like kind of the last wide receiver I felt good about as my wide receiver one. Okay. I gave up my 24 first and second. And this is at the 408. This league was very like wide receiver happy. So I gave up my 24 first and second. And what turned out to be 1103, which was Michael Mayer. So a first Um, and two seconds for Devontae Adams. Yeah. That's his cost. I'm fine with that. I didn't it, it, during the I didn't start. Know if, I was, if it felt within the range that I would pay, but I didn't know if I was overpaying a little bit. No, nah, I mean it's there's nothing wrong with that to get a guy you trust. I mean it it kind of it puts you in win now mode. You're paying right. a first plus for Devontae Adams. You know you're you better go for the ship. Well, let's go over my team and you tell me. All right, so Fields, Devontae Adams, Pittman, Amari Cooper. Kyle Pitts. I mean, Keenan Allen. Those are my wide receivers. Okay. You are built to win. Kenneth Walker, Javante Williams, Charbonnet. And then it's a little touch and go with like Khalil Herbert and some rookies, Sean Tucker. So start one or start two running back? Start one. Okay. So it's not deep because of that. Okay. Okay. Makes me feel better. Tight end Pitts, Evan Ingram. Didn't I pick up another one? I guess that's all. Oh, no. And Gesicki. I just got in the 14th round. Who I really like this year. Yeah. I mean, he's he's cheap as can be. Yeah. Going back to his college coach, you know, I I think he'll be used at least. You know, yeah. More than he Which was would be nice. Year. Yeah. <laughs> Um, quarterbacks, Fields, and Tua. So I start Fields, Walker, Devontae Adams, Pittman, Pitts, and I have Engram in case Pitts isn't ready. Um, but Javante, I'd like to start Engram as a flex, though, with, with that 0.75 premium. Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen. 
And, this, um, and then some decent depth after that with Charbonnet, Khalil Herbert, Kasicki, Tyler Boyd, a um, couple rookies. Yeah. Is it still – you still going in the draft? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, would I mean, uh I would pound to see if you can get a couple vet running backs. Like I'm assuming P Ryan's gone. P Ryan is gone. The uh, next best there there aren't a lot of veteran running backs. There's some rookies. Um Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. Uh, nah. Yeah, they don't excite me either. There's at running back is pretty picked clean. Let me just look. Oh, is what about Zeke? Oh yeah, I see <laughs> I've done three startups this year, two uh, startups this year, and I have those unsigned free agent running backs in every single one of them. Oh, really? Yeah, there's, Zeke, Kareem, no reason, and Fournette. Fournette yeah, they're going to get a job. Now, it may not be the job we want. It may, right. uh, they, don't, they may not see 70% of the touches, but they're going to get 40-plus percent. And then when somebody gets hurt, they're going to – I just don't see how they don't see the field. So at this point in the draft, I'm absolutely just picking one of them. So my my cue right now looks like I just took Tyler Boyd, just because I wanted I wanted veteran um, wide receiver depth. And shit, the guy Michael Wilson just went. I wanted to take Michael Wilson just to have some more youth. I just took yeah. Cedric Tillman, and now Tyler Boyd. So I have Shoemaker, Curtis Samuel, Kate Otten, and Mike White because I have Tua. That's kind of like next on my in my queue. Might be a little early to take Mike White. Yeah, probably. Feel so like you would you bump Zeke up above all those guys? Yeah, absolutely. I your whichever running back you like the best of those. Yes, I think it's Zeke. Um, Kareem Hunt looked like he might be a little bit washed last year. Yeah. And, and fat Lenny is fat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've never been a fan of him. He's been effective for fantasy, at least. I hear you. Did he finish the year on their roster? Or did they cut him? Yeah, he finished, didn't he? Did he? Okay. Yeah. Neither one of them were efficient. White and Fournette were terribly inefficient. Yeah. But I think that's as much the offense's fault as it is the running. Yeah, that line fault. was an absolute mess. This absolute disgusting mess. All right, we're supposed to be going over tight end rankings. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's all right. That's how this. That's how this show goes. So you'll learn that we just sort of get into a flow talking about players as long as we're talking dynasty and their values and and what we expect from them. It's all good. Good deal. I'm good at that. I'm good at just talking. So, Pitts. You still have Kelsey second, or do you have Andrew second? I have Andrew second. Okay. Do you have Pitts third? I mean, do you have Kelsey third? Uh, no. Where do you have Kelsey? Uh, four. Four. And who's third? Hawkinson. Okay. That's not too much different. Um, and then I have Kincaid right after Kelsey. Yeah, I have Kincaid fifth as well. And, you know, my rankings say that I have Kittle sixth. And then Goddard, but I cannot, I could not, I cannot pull the trigger on Kittle. Yeah, like I have. Start up or in a trade, I'm not doing it. He's he's so scary. He really is. Tight end two last year. Yeah. 
which is crazy. Um, right? Yeah, he's really scary. So after, so you have Kittle after Goddard? No, I have Kittle then Goddard. Okay, so you have Kittle ahead. Okay. Yeah, that's what my rankings say, but I don't think I can pull the trigger, like I said. Well, then you might not have Kittle ahead of Goddard. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. That's why rankings are weird. Yeah, they are. People have, some people have like, who would I rather have? Or, you know, people just look at it differently. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's cool about rankings is they're subjective. Yeah, right. And and it and it definitely depends on what, you know, team specific. And we talk yeah. about that all the time on the show. Yeah. You know, if you're in a rebuild, it's totally different than if you're a contender Correct. or a pretender. And startups different than already, you know, a developed five-year roster. All that makes a difference. Right. Absolutely. Um, um, so after Kittle, who's your next person? Got it. And then, okay. I, right. I, I'd already flipped them for you. Yeah. And so, then here's kind of the bomb of my rankings. Um, okay. I have Dulcich eighth. I, you're not the only person. So that uh, doesn't surprise me too much. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit, but not too much. I, I mean, I love Dulcich. I have him everywhere. I remember last year how mad you would get that I kept drafting him. Yeah, you took him. Yeah, because I have him everywhere, and the only places I don't have him is where you have him, you bastard. He's yeah, he's one of my guys. Yep. So it's funny because I, I did a little solo series while Mike and Chad were away on taking uh, rebuild teams into contender, like what you need to do, the trades you have to make, and what you have to do to just not completely depend on rookies, right? And I'm going over my Einstein's team, and I'm like. Well, well, you know, I got Pitts, and then well, where the hell's Dulcich? I'm supposed to have Dulcich on every roster. Pitts and Chig and all the other guys that I'm supposed to have, and I just couldn't find him and he's because he's not there. Because I, now I realize it's because you stole him from me. Yeah, he's uh, he was a must-get in any chance possible last year. Just one of my guys. Yeah. Which is, ironically, Kincaid was my guy, and then the hype built, and so then I had to take him way earlier than I wanted everywhere, which I still got him all over. But uh, he he cost a lot more than I was ready to pay in like March. Whenever he was my tight end one, uh, yeah, I got sniped on Kincaid in double deuce. Yes, you did. That's too that was that was funny because everybody knew you were going to take him. Really? Oh God, yeah. Um, no, I, I didn't know. I was I, trying to trade in front of you because I, I didn't know it was that obvious. Well, I thought well, I was being sneaky and taking him. I was taking him. One spot at 107 is a spot higher than I had him in my rankings. Like I had him at 108. So I I had him at seven in general, just regular tight end premium. But in two tight end, honestly, I I was fine taking him after the quarterbacks. And a two tight end, you're saying? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Really? So above. And I mean, that leaves 1.0 premium too. Yeah. So So you had him ranked above Gibbs and JSN. In that league, yes. I was trying to trade up to get him, but that five, I can't remember if Gibbs went four, and so that put the cube, put Stroud at five. Either way, I couldn't afford five because either Gibbs or Stroud was there. And so then I tried to get the six, and Falconer was like, no, nah, I already have my guy. Uh, and so, which at that time, I was thinking it was JSN, and I'm like, well, there goes her. I can't even ask her because he's going to take Kincaid. <laughs> You call me Herb because I'm the herbalist. That's right. I'm not sure everybody knows that. That's funny. So 
I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, damn, did I just get sniped? <laughs> so I had to, I had to maneuver it in some way. Cause I'm not in love with my tight ends. It's a two tight end league. And I start Goddard and Schultz, you know, I felt like I needed to do something. And I was just banking that Kincaid was coming to my roster, right? <laughs> so I took JSN because I'm not going to pass on him. I couldn't really right. get anything done. Nobody wanted to trade up for him. So I just took him. And then I, I what did you think about my pivot? I don't remember what you did. It's- so I I had I have a lot of wide receivers on that on that roster. It's um AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Judy, Mike Williams. There's a lot of wide receivers. I also had Watson. Christian Watson and Pickens, who are kind of oh, kind of sells to me. I, I kind of don't love those guys. Yeah. Um, so I traded those two for a high second, a 24 second, and Ramondre. Yeah, I remember that. And allowed me to take Laporta. Yep. So that was kind of like, and I think Mayer had already gone. So I was like, shit, man, by the time my second comes up, I'm screwed. So I had to do something and shoot up my second running back spot a little bit. Yeah, I had the 202, which the whole time was I'm getting the tight end. Because like you, they're just so hard to get in that league. Yeah. It's expensive and especially a top six guy is ridiculously expensive. So you took Mayer. Yep. Okay. you, You traded the pick after me to take Laporta. To get Laporta. And then for some stupid ass reason, I mean, I understand it's a 10 team league and it's only what three rounds. Yeah. So only 30 picks, but in a two tight end premium league, nobody drafted Musgrave. Nope. What the hell? Yeah. That league's really weird after the draft. Cause there's so many players still available, but it's also really shallow. So it's, you know, yeah, it's you drop. shallow benches. Yeah. It's a very complex league. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's very complex. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually won that league. I know. Just need to throw that out there. I, I was undefeated <laughs> last year until I wasn't. Oh, were you? I was yeah, 20, that's right. That's I was right. 26 yeah, yeah. and 0. Yeah. Damn. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. 28 and 0, actually, and then lost in the semis. Yeah. Who did you lose to? Uh, Audis. That's when Hawk had his 54 point game in that ah, league. Right. right. Yeah. Ouch. And that's the week that Herbert had a down week. Yeah, so, that was rough. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just really surprised me that Miss Musgrave wasn't drafted. So yeah, I like I I spent half my fat budget on him, and then I got him and Tillman's, you know, Cedric Tillman. Yeah, and then I guess Shoemaker wasn't drafted either. And a lot of the deep guys, which this class is so deep at tight end, it's yeah, it's hard. I mean. I understand, like I said, like you said, there's only 30 picks, so it makes it tough. But plus with that league, man, I don't – heck, I might have to drop all, basically all my other quarterbacks minus my top three. Right. Just because I have uh, Minshew, I have uh, Malik Willis, and I have Corral. Yeah, you can't afford to carry those guys. In that league, I have to drop them, but it feels crazy to drop those guys in a dynasty league. Right. Well, you're going to have to. In exactly. that league – in that league, you, you can't really afford with the benches to, to just to carry a backup quarterback at all. Yep. Just go out Which and get him. You need a him. weird feeling. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. All right. I think we did it. I think we got it. Cool. Um, well, actually, all right. Let's just finish out the top ten in, in, in tight ends. So where do you have Dulcich? 
Um, ten. Ten. Okay. What's your eight, nine, ten? Uh, Waller, Fryermuth, and Dulcich. Okay. I have Waller a little bit lower because he's just when you, when you're thirty-one and miss significant time the last two seasons. I have to ding you. Why didn't you do it for Kittle? He's not 31. Yeah, he's 30, isn't he? 27. Huh? Or am I just... No. I'm pretty sure he's 31. Old and senile. I'm looking him up right now. Pretty sure. 29. Okay. All right. you You make a good point. I'm just not... See, like, I have Kittle there, I think, partially because I don't want anybody to yell at me. (laughs) Like, Oh, heck no. Put him where you want and then argue it after. I think I'm going to move him down to, like, I still like him better than Evan Ingram. No, I still like him better than Fryer. Who, Kittle? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I have Kittle above Waller as well. Kittle's at seven for me. Yeah, I'm moving him to eight behind Dulcich. There you go. Then I have Ingram. Higher than you do. I have Ingram at eleven. Okay, it's all a tier. Which for me, correct? I, I I have them color coded, and okay. I have uh, tight end three to tight end seven together. Oh, really? And then wow. tight end eight and tight end twelve, thir- thirteen together. So Who's it's kind of one in Joku and Joku, and then Schultz. Okay, I have Joku at eleven, and then commit. Oh, I have commit way lower. Uh, not with that signing. He's uh, about as safe as can be now to give you some. Yeah, I guess I should bump him up with the with the contract he got. But it's just that I don't think Fields is. I think Fields is good for himself in Dynasty, but not for the players around him. I mean, if he's going to be at least the level we want him to be, he's going to have to produce with somebody. I mean, he's not going to stay their quarterback and put up 2,200 passing yards. So if you see Fields being successful in Dynasty, he's going to have to put some kind of receiving work together. Sure, but is that going to be enough for that player, you know, to to work? Oh, I don't know that answer, but that's why. Like, all right, so let me ask you this question: I've, as a Panthers fan, I've heard people say this is the best quarterback that DJ Moore has ever had. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean. If you're gonna, so he played with DJ Moore's rookie year. year. DJ Moore's rookie year, he played with 2018 Cam. That was 2018 Cam. That was absolutely on fire until the uh, TJ Watt hit in Pittsburgh. So it depends on how you want to say that because he was an MVP front runner the first eight games of the season. So, no, in that aspect, because Cam was – I mean, he was at like 72% completion percentage, his best stats of the – honestly, he looked better than his 2015 season. So, if we're going to throw out eight games of MVP Cam. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay. not even close. I mean, his only other option would be Teddy Bridgewater. Hmm. Other than that, it's been honestly hell for him. <laughs> I mean, to be completely honest, it's been hell. I mean, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen – uh Mayfield, Darnold, PJ Walker. Oof. I mean, yeah. So yes. Yeah. If if PJ Walker hadn't played at Temple for Matt Rule, he wouldn't exactly ever had an NFL job. No. 
but you brought up that name again. Sorry. <laughs> Played a temple for that guy. There we go. He who must not be named. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're pretty similar. Like, we have all the same names. Anger of Fryermuth, Njoku, Waller. Um, and then I have Schultz, 14. Because Do you have Laporta up in that? Um, I have or... him right after that, which okay. him and Mayer neck and neck right after that. Um, which um, Schultz, Komet... Laporta and Mayer are in a tier together, which I kind of have Schultz in both tiers because I don't really know how to view him after this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I put him at the bottom of the other tier, but really he's kind of in that tier with Komet and the two rookies because I don't really know how to view him. I would add Trey McBride in there um, because nothing's really changed from yeah what we you know we were drafting him as a mid high to mid second rounder last year, right? True. That's true. He he's in the bottom of the technically the, the top of the next tier. So yeah, I'm fine with that as well. But I also, you, have, I also have Gasecki and Juwan Johnson in that tier because I I just I like I said I I think I think Gasecki's gonna we're finally gonna see what we expect. I hope so. Um, well, where's Chig? Chig is. I mean, if you have McBride up there, I don't know how you don't have Chig up there. <sighs> Chick, I have a little. I, actually, I lowered Chick because of the, I had him up there, and I lowered him because of the D hop side. I think, and I and it's just the fact that I don't like his quarterback, and then when his quarterback gets replaced, I don't like the guy that's going to replace him. Yeah, you know. So, and it's and it's the run firstiest offense in the NFL. So, just I think his volume is going to be shit. And I don't see it getting better. Yeah, but at least he doesn't have Colt McCoy at quarterback. I mean, it's going to be yeah. I hear you. So that's that's why I might, I might rather have such a mess. McCoy than Tannehill, though. No, am I crazy? Yes, get out of here with that. <laughs> you didn't watch Colt McCoy last year, if you feel that. No, way. I didn't. Who? <laughs> uh, he's a former first round pick. Okay, <laughs> a lot of people are former. Yeah. I hear you. Right on. Um, are you touching Ertz at all this year? I haven't paid enough attention to health. I just see him, his name on here, and you know when he's healthy, he's always produced. I have thirty-three tight ends ranked, and he's not one of them. Fair enough. In in this startup that I'm doing, though, I'm in the sixteenth round, and he I did just add him to like the bottom of my queue. So fifty picks from the sixteenth round. <laughs> I might take him, you know, so somewhere around 18th, 19th startup round. I might take him as a flyer. Yeah, I just – I don't know what to expect about Arizona at all. I mean, he, that's a, he, Yeah, right. And he's so old. You know, I've expected him to be done for so long that when – yeah, 32 is ancient in the NFL. As soon as I saw that injury, I thought to myself, that's it. Yeah. We'll see that Jack, Zach Ertz again. We yeah. might see him – try to play, but we'll never see that guy again. Well, heck, we just had Jimmy Graham signing, so anything's possible. He's not getting on the field. Is he in that top 33, though? No. <laughs> He's not getting on the field. Come on. No, the bottom guys I have are like uh, Dawson Knox, Taysom Hill, Ferguson, and Austin Moreau. Where do you have Irv Smith? High. 20th. Okay. He's in that commit tier. For me, although I have commit, yeah, I'm about to say I think you have commit too low. Yeah, I have him 19. 
Yeah, I feel like that's too low. He's he's too secure I might be, now. I might be wrong on him. I'm I'm higher on Irv Smith than I've ever been. I I was always very skeptical of him. <laughs> I was um, the opposite. Yeah, a lot of people were, and he was he was my hate. You know, it, like yeah. I, I I remember that been, actually. Yeah, I spent a couple of years dogging him on this podcast, but now it's gotten to the point where number one, he's gone to an an offense I really like that. Um, made Hayden Hurst a thing last year, at least for a while. If Irv Smith does what Hayden Hurst did last year, he's easily the 20th tight end. Yeah. I don't so have a problem with 20. His his cost has finally caught up to where, you know, I, I like him and I would I, I would have him as my third tight end. Is Higby in the bottom 20s? Yeah, 27. What about, what about Otten? That's a really like interesting name. Nobody yeah, likes him. I like him. Like He's clearly the starter on that team. Yeah. They, they cut um, – I forget his name. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly, right? So, But it's just such a putrid offense with Baker and a bad line. And Well, I mean, then you shouldn't be able to like Mike Evans and Godwin. I don't. You should see where I have those two suckers. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. That's I and I and I'm not particularly high on Rashad White. Um, in fact, last week I just did film study on Rashad White, and I came to the conclusion that he's he's a height. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. He's eyed about everything. Like he's he should have the speed and size and agility to be a really good back. But well, actually, his long speed is limited. I saw him get caught for mine. But he should have the agility. And size to be a really good back, but his vision is a little lacking. Um, and if he improves on like what the rookie kind of bounce it outside too much kind of thing and learns when to cut hard upfield, he could be a really good back. But I, yeah, I, I came away just a little under impressed. I thought I was going to like him better. Yeah, he was quite inefficient last year as well, which, like you said, the line was a big play in that. The but... line was so I couldn't stop. Oh, they were you know, pathetic. That line was, yeah, and how little he had to work. Did with. they improve it? I don't think so. They, I can't in fact, think they of... lost Shaq Mason, who is their yeah. best run, run blocker, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe they're playing for Caleb. Yeah, and and that's what I said in in my review that I mean, you don't want to call it a tank year, but it's a tank year. Yeah, which hey, I like as a Panther fan, it makes it good for me, but. Yeah, right. Division, yeah, game, division games are always tough no matter what. But I mean, yeah, lucky right. for you, you're in probably the worst division in football. Yeah. Oh, but we're also, it's not like we're a good team. So it's, it kind of. Right. Yeah, it should be, it'll be a good battle for us. Every year going forward. Yeah. That's going to be fun to watch because he's such yeah. a fun player. But yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be yelling tackle number eight a lot. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Bijan. I believe he was the first player on Sleeper to get his first rookie to get his picture headed. He was. So pretty excited when I Which saw is that. fitting. What's that? It's fitting. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Any other any any other tight ends you, you feel like curious about where I have them or you want to just bring up and talk about? I can't think of any. I mean, any backup guys that you're higher on than you should be? Like guys that you think, oh, this is a guy I gotta have, even if you don't have the starter. No, I didn't know. Like, like likely. Well, or... Gis- Gisicki. 
I've already mentioned that, but okay. So you're calling him the backup too. I would say, um, the only other guy that I find interesting, like Everett is a rock solid backup, by the way, Gerald Everett is just a guy to have on your roster that if you have to throw him in, even as a flex in a tight end premium, pre rock solid. Um, but like no upside at all whatsoever. So yeah, kind of, you know, I have Touch, a touchdown is what you need. Um, but I know a fan a little yeah. bit. Interesting. I was about to bring up Seattle and ask you I, if they didn't use 37 tight ends last year and focus that into one person and it was no fan, it would have been a really good role. Right. Yeah. yeah. We don't know that they're going to do that. Um, they're probably still going to use coach. Colby Parkinson and whoever the hell the other guy oh, was. Will Disley. Will Disley, yeah, exactly. Yep. So yeah, we can't dis Will Disley. Mm-hmm. They they're not gonna dis Will Disley. It's that guy's healthy they use him. Yep. But he's actually pretty good too when they use him. Yeah. Touchdown maker. Yep. So my my sell my sell on Fran on Fan, my way of selling Fan is he was um very talented traits guy, but raw coming out, right? Um, we already knew that. We already knew that he was going to take time to develop. And then Seattle named him as a player they wanted in that rush trade. And um, he's had a year in the system now. Maybe it's finally time for him to, um, you know, start displaying some NFL savvy. It's been, what, three years? At least. This is at least year four. Year four? Yeah, I mean, year four breakout for tight ends used to kind of be a thing. Yeah. So I'm not saying I love Noah Fant, but I would not be surprised if that started to happen. Yeah. Um, so are you using this, your technique right here to sell them to me if I'm trying to trade for them? <laughs> or are you using this technique no. to sell yourself? No. To sign into them? Well, no, I'm, I'm selling you. As a, as a are list. you believing it? That's what I'm saying. Are, are you, do you believe it? Or are you just saying? Yeah, I don't, like, have, this is I don't have any shares, but yeah, okay, I, so you I don't would, believe it. I would well, – I don't I'm have any shares that, like, just because I don't have any shares. It's not – like if if the opportunity came along, I would give a third for him. Okay. You know, but if I send if I send out a third to somebody right now for Fant, they're probably going to say, nah, I'd rather see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I tried to send a third for Sean Tucker the other day, and, he's, and nah, I'd rather see what happens. So that, that kind of deal kind of isn't happening. Yeah, it, I mean, it's so hard to get those cheaper guys right now because, like you just said, they'd rather see what happens. Right. And and in two months, you may be like, dang, I wish I'd have taken that third for Sean Tucker because he's not even on a roster right now. Right, right. So, and- it, yeah, it's tough. It's uh, it's that this time of year is really hard for dynasty players because so much is whirlwinding around. It's hard to know what to believe, and everybody sounds good. And really, it's the ones that don't you want to buy – but they're also the scariest because it barring they're not, you know, a Jamar chase with drop issues. A lot of these guys we hear talking the negative could be off a roster. Yeah. Right. So it's a, it's a finicky time to do it. Yeah. And third round hit rates are really low. And people, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but they also get... can be really high. Like, like this year, for instance, third round and tight end premium was an excellent spot to be. Oh, sure. Yeah. I had, you know, up to 305, 306 were all second round talents for me. Yep. You know, um, I got shit. I got 
all kinds of crazy players at like 305. Roshan Johnson, mm-hmm. Cedric Tillman, Shoemaker. I got, I mean, I think Shoe. I, I got Cedric Tillman at like 310, 311 in yep. some drafts. I, you took Bigsby at 32 in front of me in one draft. Yeah. Tank Bigsby at 302. I, I was sitting there at 303, so happy. I was like, oh my God, because you didn't need a running back. I was looking at Rosh. I'm like, you know, he's loaded at running backs. He's definitely, I think I said he's definitely taking a tight end because there were a couple there. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get Bigsby. I'm so happy. And then you took him. And... Uh, was that Patreon too? Maybe. I can't yeah. remember what it was. That, that sounds right. I think you failed to realize that I had ATN on my roster. Oh, possibly. And I was, I was all over it. Actually, that draft, I got, yeah, I got Roshan and Tank Bigsby in the third round. Which is phenomenal value for that's what that's why thirds are awesome and that's why they're scary to get rid of. But I mean, there's other years like last year. Once you got into the third round, if you if you weren't in on the tight ends, like I was taking Dulcich in the third, but mm-hmm. if you weren't in on the tight ends, you're flailing at guys like Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, you know well, that's that's why you don't take receivers in the third. You take running backs and tight ends, mm, right or on quarterbacks. Draft draft advice. Yeah, you don't you don't take receivers in the third. There's there's no point. Ninety out of the hundred of them are going to fail. All right, let's end this episode with a draft pick. I'm on the clock. All right, let's see what we got. All right, so we just went over the team. Um, Mm -hmm. What went was Wilson, Jake Ferguson, Hendon Hooker, and Dawson Knox. Doesn't hurt me at all. Okay. So you would take Zeke over Shoemaker here. What other tight ends are available? Let's look. I have three tight ends, but I don't have a young tight end. Well, I do. I have Pitts. But uh, Shoemaker, Otten, Hurst, Van. And then it gets really ugly. Yeah, I mean, any of those four would be fine for me, so I don't think all four go by your next pick. So you would just... I mean, for me, yeah, I'm personally, if I'm you, I'm taking a couple. Being your roster is so win-now mode, Yeah, I'm trying to win now. So I would rather have some chance at production at running back because Javante's scary. Love him, but he's scary, at least the first half of the season. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So you don't have much depth of week one through four. If something doesn't go my way, who's going to start for me? Right. So – I do like the fact that it's Kenneth Walker and Sharp. Yes, that so helps. I will but, have definitely, most likely, a guy to start. But week one, who's it going to be? Kenneth Walker. I agree. So who's it going to be week two? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. Exactly. So, I don't know. I just feel like having some depth there with your roster construction yeah. is vital. I agree. I agree. Khalil Herbert, while, while I I. Uh, believe he's going to have a pretty significant role. I don't know it until I see it. No, heck no. There's too many mouths there, and they're all decent running backs to right. say the least. Right. So Yeah, I mean, I love Roshan Johnson. I think he could yeah. take over that role. I mean, like, we saw be... a healthy foreman yeah. is productive. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he, he call it what you want, he's productive, especially yeah. early on before his legs wear down. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, cool. Zeke. I mean, set at the 17 3. Yeah, I mean, might as well. Yeah. yeah. We'll throw something at it. And then, like you said, uh, what receivers are there? 
Any, I mean, I know you had, you said you had Curtis Samuel in there. Um, I've been a truther forever. I was honestly a truther before he went to the Panthers. I like Curtis Samuel and actually was surprised at, at his numbers over like he's wide receiver 35 or so last year. And, and, and he's healthier than I thought he'd been yeah, but he, compared to Tyler Boyd. Like yeah. Tyler Boyd is what Curtis Samuel always wanted to be production wise. Correct. Um, the thing with Curtis Samuel now is he'll never be above the three on the team barring injury. Yeah. And same for Boyd, but Curtis Samuel is someone who needs targets. Yeah. And I mean, his last year in Carolina, he was actually the most efficient receiver in the league in third downs. Did have 180 yards and a touchdown on the ground last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so he's an electric player. Yeah, he is. He um, is. He always has been. Yep. He's just hard. I guess the knock on him was staying healthy and being Correct. used right. You need not Ron Rivera. Yeah. Which is what he always had. Always has. He's got language, but he's stuck with Ron Rivera his whole career. Damn yep. it. And uh, Scott Turner, basically most of it as well at OC. So Yeah, well, now it's the enemy, so we'll exactly. see. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I, should I, be I like Daniel. I have him pretty high. The other guys that are there are like uh, DPJ, Thielen, Shark, Gallup. Clayton. If I knew who to trust at Carolina, I'd tell you to pick one of them, but I have no idea. I, Thielen is so old, and, like, I, I love him for you guys because he's, like – mentor in the room but that doesn't do anything for me in fantasy of course um so i don't know if you saw the thread this week on twitter uh one of the guys brought up feeling and uh last year first year in his career he ran more seven through nine routes than he did four through six routes wow um and it was like a staggering percentage it was like 60 some percent well i mean yeah but it was the decoy jj Oh, gotcha. Okay. And so but that was, was that also, was the point of it. Earlier in his career, he could get open deep just because he's good at it. Even Correct. like he, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but knows how to step on a receiver's yeah. toes and then stack yeah. it. His nuances were phenomenal. Yeah. But that's not who he is. He's right. never been that. Last year, that's how they used him. Um, this year, they're not going to use him like that. Carolina has plenty of guys up that would be way better at the Y role, which is what he played last year with. TMJ or Chark or Mingo, right. any of those will be better at doing the seven through nine routes. Right. So it should open up Thielen into playing his natural role, which would pretty much him and Hurst to work in the middle of the field. What that turns into production wise, I have no idea. Yeah. But the thread was really interesting seeing how much different, how differently he was used last year. That is something I I didn't even think of, but it, I mean it was like sixty some percent of routes were seven through nines for him. And he had never been above like 46 or something in his career. So I thought that was interesting. It pretty much decoyed him the whole year for JJ. That is interesting. Which is also interesting for Addison. Because if he gets those same routes, he should thrive in that. And that is his game. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see what for both sides of that, how that works for Thielen in a new offense and if Addison can fit into that same role and produce in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I have a little bit of hope for KJ Osborne at least early in the year. Yeah, no. well, there's a very, very cheap player that you might be able to get something for. Yeah, if I want a best ball, sure. Yeah, in in a real, when am I ever going to feel comfortable playing him in Dynasty? Deep rosters, things happen. I remember you busted my balls last year. You offered me a trade. You're like, dude, you're starting Kate Otten. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. All right. I think this is a good place to wrap it up. 123 minutes. Actually, an hour and 23 minutes. I was about to say, I was like, hold on now. <laughs> well, yeah. Supersized episode. Last week's episode was 20 minutes. We're just right. trying to keep the average. Yeah. yeah. Right on. All right, Austin. Where can we find you on Twitter? Um, it's sweet and low civic. Uh, the, all the vowels are letters. Threes. Numbers. Oh, uh, numbers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's been my name username on stuff since I was a kid and I just never changed it. Um, but I, I don't do much fantasy advice on there. Um, I follow it all and pay attention to it, comment on it, but I don't post much on there. Um, so really DM is the easiest way to talk to me. If anybody had any questions, I'll gladly talk it forever. As you can see, <laughs> I actually am back on Twitter. I have my own Twitter account, which I never had before. I just always ran the show, the show. Well, welcome. I am at Jesse underscore DWC. Heck yeah. Pretty simple. Right on. That is very simple. All right, guys. I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. We're going to be back next week with three of us. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to have games. We're going to have some fun. Um, we'll be back. Well, this will be out on Mondays. We're going to we're going to be recording every Sunday. It'll be out on Mondays on podcasts. So subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone Network um, if you want to. If you want to hear us, that's where to find us. We're always on their feed. And then we're also going to be doing some short videos, and this will be coming out on YouTube as well. So like and subscribe us there. I think that's it. We're out. Peace. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.